Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Albert number two to get right. We're Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, yep. Larry D. Flores on it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On stage. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckwreck.com text line. 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. So Cowboys, superlatives, the most to gain, the most to prove, the most to lose going into week number five as the Cowboys visit the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night football. We're live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube as well. Search 105 through the fan on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button while you are there coming up here in 19 minutes. We will get you ready for Texas OU as Corey Mose, sports anchor for KVU in Austin, going to be joining us here on the Get Right, a huge showdown, of course. The Red River rivalry, the first Saturday in the month of October, Texas OU at 11 o'clock. Corey Mose, sports anchor for KVU in Austin, going to be joining us here in 18 minutes on the Get Right. But, of course, it is all about Week 5's NFL Game of the Week In Santa Clara, California, can the Cowboys exercise some demons where they lost, of course, last year in the playoffs to Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers at 4-0, Cowboys at 3-1. This is not just about who the best team is in the NFL, but also you have a chance to avoid possibly having to go to San Francisco if you're the Cowboys, if you're trying to get through them when it comes to playoff time in the NFC playoffs. Cowboys superlatives, the most to gain, the most to lose, the most to prove, and more. Let's start with that here, Reds. Who has the most to gain for the Dallas Cowboys this weekend when they take on Kyle Shanahan's 49ers? I think the way that I was thinking through the most to gain, this is going to be a very largely watched game. This is going to be a nationally visible game. Obviously. Massive number. Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, is there a player who maybe is on the fringes but can have a more national profile with a big game and that maybe is likely to have opportunities to have that? And what I came to ultimately is tight end Jake Ferguson. Ooh. Had a good week last week. There you go, right? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, there's the football sickos will know, well, I mean, that that's the guy who's, you know, tight end one for the Dallas Cowboys. But I don't think that, like, your more general average NFL fan knows unless they are like a Cowboys fan, um, really who Jake Ferguson is. I think he could put himself in a place where there is a little bit more national acknowledgement of who he is by having this level of this level of um, 
platform, this level of uh, visibility, and then have an opportunity to get the ball. We talked about it in the red zone. The tight end has factored into some of that, and Jake Ferguson seems like the primary one that have, would probably have some opportunities to do some things. So I think that might be – he might have a lot to gain in that way of getting getting his uh, visibility up. Do you remember the only person to score a touchdown in that playoff game last year against the San Francisco 49ers and who that was? Who was it? That was tight end Dalton Schultz. Jake Ferguson has a chance to do the same thing on Sunday to be a guy that can be effective in the passing game. Seven catches for 77 yards. Jake Ferguson had last week. We know how much Dak Prescott loves his tight ends. Jake Ferguson could loom large in that this week. I'm going to stick with the offense for the most to gain, and I mentioned him earlier, and I think all the talk has been about what this offense couldn't do last year, how efficient this offense has been for the most part this year, but it all falls on the shoulders of one rain Dakota Prescott. He has, for me, the most to gain and a chance to shut up all the guys and doubters who have doubted him going into this week. And I know that won't necessarily happen because it's Dak Prescott in the conversation will always be. But for at least one week, if he, if he can solve this defense that's as talented as any in the National Football League and be able to play the kind of efficient, complimentary football that we have seen from him for the most part so far this year, I believe he has the most to gain, and I think he needs this game this weekend. Of any other player, Micah Parsons, whoever you want to name on this Cowboys team, Dak Prescott needs this game more than any other Cowboy against San Francisco. For me, he has the most to gain and should hopefully be able to play well against this defense. Um, From the 940 right here on the truckwreck.com text line, that number to get involved is 877-881-1053. The 940 says, Brandon Cooks has the most to gain. Obviously, he has not really been able to like be integrated in a big way into this offense just yet. And you know, I obviously this is again a big opportunity to maybe look to him for some big plays if necessary or just for some shirt-handedness. Um so I, I can see that maybe there. Do you agree with the the Dak or sorry, the uh Brandon Cooks call there? I think it goes hand in hand, you know, with hopefully taking some shots downfield against his 49ers secondary. And seeing some of the elements that we thought we would see with Brandon Cooks being a part of this offense, I'm sure a lot of Cowboys fans would love to see some deep shots and maybe early on in the football game to try to put some stress and pressure on that secondary. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is a guy that has a lot to gain this weekend when it comes to the Cowboys taking on the 49ers. Who has the most to lose this weekend when the Cowboys take on San Francisco? Who has the most to lose for the Dallas Cowboys? I thought that it was really interesting that you would you mentioned Dak Prescott is the most to gain because I don't think that he gains anything from this game. Oh, really? Okay. Dak Prescott plays a good game here against the San Francisco 49ers. Let's assume that, right? Mm-hmm. We understand how there's a lot of folks that have already made their decision on Dak Prescott. And I kind of understand how you get there, right? Eight seasons in this at this point? Yeah, like, you're eight. There's, there's a lot of folks that look up and they're like, I don't care. Right, like if he puts up a, a good game, big numbers, whatever, they're like, I don't care. I know who he is. Right, the place where I do think that I think that Dak Prescott has the most to lose in this because look, man, if it's bad again, big visible game, mm. the people that do not like him will remain in the place where they do not like him, and then there will be right like a lot of more reason to then have some complaints about him, to have concerns about him. Um, in this way, like we have someone on the text line right now from the two one four. Dak Prescott is a deer in the headlights in big moments. He's not worth the contract extension. Extension. He's had eight years to figure it out. Sick of dink and dunk offense, right? All those things. 
it's just going to, especially when we get to like the more larger national narrative, it's easier on these, you know, after these big national games for those things to, you know, to kind of um, crystallize. And so I think that he has, uh, you have a bad game here, man, no telling how bad the conversation around that man can get. So, no, I, I think he has a lot to be able to lose here in, in this thing. Dallas has been exceptional on third down to start the season. The Cowboys have converted on 32 of 62 third downs in 2023, a 51.6 third down conversion rate that leads the National Football League. And none of that matters because, again, with Dak Prescott, the conversation has fully shifted and morphed to the the idea of, like, winning. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the I – mean, look, man, you know me. A quarterback wins is not my domain by any stretch of the imagination. However, that is still the predominant prevailing conversation – that is had around quarterbacks, and so this would be another L in the quarterback wins, uh, you know, record for Dak Prescott, and that will, I think, that'll dominate the narrative more than anything else if they lose this game, even if it isn't to his student, isn't on him. And the reason why I bring up that number is that if that offense can continue to sustain drives against San Francisco and wear down that defense throughout the course of the game, that plays into the hands of Dan Quinn's defense and their ability to get after. Kyle Shanahan's offense so Dak Prescott has to remain efficient keep this team on time uh, and on schedule when it comes to the efficiency of this play calling and being able to spray the ball around to Tony Pollard CeeDee Lamb Michael Gallup and others and with the compliment of hopefully having his starting five in the offensive line Dak Prescott should be in the best position possible to attack this defense of San Francisco going into this game but you've got to sustain drives and the Cowboys have been excellent at that this year. And that goes partly to the way that Dak Prescott's been able to efficiently throw the football uh, throughout the course of the season. Uh, for me, you had Dak Prescott as the most to lose. That's right. Who boy, the most to lose for me. I got to go with Mike McCarthy on this one. Okay. Now, the reason why I say this, what has this team from an organizational standpoint, the last couple of off seasons with Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Will McClay, and others, what have they tried to do? They have tried to build a team that beats San Francisco and beats Philadelphia. You've tried to fortify your roster with physicality. You've tried to get a little more speed and a little more experience by mm-hmm. adding Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore yeah. to this team. It is now up to Mike McCarthy, who said he was the guy yep. that could turn around this offense. I'm dismissing Kellen Moore. I'm making myself the play caller. And for moments like this game, mm-hmm. he has got to be the difference for this team to win games. He has to be a plus and not a negative and not even a neutral. He's got to be a plus in this game with his situational football calling in terms of his offensive play calling, he's got to be a huge reason why the Cowboys win. I think he has the most to lose given how this team has built themselves and more importantly, the onus he's put on himself as to be the guy that is going to push this offense forward. And partly because the last two postseasons, his offense under the watch of Kellen Moore couldn't get it done Mike McCarthy, for me, is the guy that has the most to lose this weekend. Would, would this be like the inverse of like the idea of a proof of concept? Because the idea, he mm-hmm. was hired to this place under the thought of this is a Super Bowl winning coach. The idea was he was going to be good enough to get you over that edge to make you a Super Bowl winner or a Super Bowl contending type team. And I think that even with the 12-5 and five seasons back-to-back, I think that there would be openings for the conversation to then commence of is he the type of guy that's capable of having of coaching you through and winning big games? Because again, 
like the the same th- types of things that are levied at Dak Prescott, I think also probably are laid at Mike McCarthy's feet in, in those um in those late situations. And I understand this is week five. It's not quite the same thing, but I think it brings up those ideas because as we talked about earlier, the the NFC seems to go through a few teams. And this you know, is one of them. There you go. And so if if you do not acquit yourself particularly well, I think you open up that can of worms for sure. I think that's a good call by you. Cowboys the Pro is here on the Get Right Revenge of KG here on 105 through the fan. Last one here. Who has the most to prove for the Cowboys against San Francisco on Sunday night? Oh, I was start- this is the tough thing about it because I was the- starting to think of who who has the most pressure. But you know what? This is a little different, and I wonder if Malik Hooker isn't a Ooh, isn't a name here. Okay, okay. Malik Hooker has kind of manned that free safety role for you, mm-hmm. roamed the center of the field, and we're starting to see a little bit of lesser play from him this year. Um, and as we mentioned, this is a team that does a lot of uh, does a lot of attacking over the middle. Mm-hmm. The Niners do. He's going to have a lot of responsibility on his plate. And don't forget, that's a man that just signed an extension. I understand that I, I hate going to people's pockets, but like that's a framework that you that people are going to view this in as well. And so, like showing up, showing out in in the most important situations when those when the responsibilities are coming to your doorstep, I think that's a very important. So, Malik Hooker, I I imagine that he has a lot to prove in. Hey, man, they're going to try and attack your zone. What are you mm-hmm. going to do about it? No, I like that. I'm going to stick in that secondary for the most approved to me. And I'm going to take it to the doorstep of Stephon Gilmore and Deron Bland. You say, Kevin, how can you say Deron Bland after the two picks he had last week, including a 54-yard pick six? These two receivers and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk stress the hell out of me because obviously the physicality that Debo Samuel presents and the speed and the quickness at which he can get down the field. You talk about going across the middle and being a guy that can make those tough catches. Brandon Ayuk, who is a guy with a lot of speed, a lot of quickness, is a guy that can also make tough catches. Those two will be tested early and often in this game, and they've got to prove to me and a lot of Cowboys Nation that they have the goods to stay disciplined and be able to handle what these two receivers are going to present more so for Deron Bland on the discipline side, because if you get caught looking into the backfield, if you get caught peeking, you can find yourself being susceptible to maybe a double move or something of that nature where you can get caught with Ayuk and Samuel where they can both move around in the formations that Kyle Shanahan likes to present. I'm going to go with Deron Bland and Stephon Gilmore as the two that have the most to prove, given how much stress Samuel and Ayuk put pressure on you in terms of their capabilities on offense for them. Now, one thing I think is a fair one that we can point in here, and shout out to the 904 for bringing this up. Um, This game in particular, this matchup, Cowboys versus Niners, one of the conversations that have been had a long time is, hey, man, y'all getting bullied out here. Uh The trenches have a lot to prove on both sides in this game. Are you going to get big boyed? Are you going to get weight roomed? Or are you going to go and weight room someone else? Mm -hmm. I do wonder how much that aspect comes in because the run game on both sides is going to be very important as it is in any football game right football at its most basic is about blocking and tackling can you do those things at a level that is high enough to compete in this game so I imagine there's a lot to prove in the trenches for your Cowboys I would agree with that and that's going to be on full display in terms of their ability for the San Francisco 49ers to block it up for Christian McCaffrey and deploy him in the number of ways that they do. Same on the offensive line for the Cowboys when it comes to Tony Pollard, who can be a major X factor in this game. Of course, got hurt in the playoff game last year against San Francisco. How he fares in this game will tell us a lot 
about the balance that Cow- the Cowboys are looking to have on offense. But a ton of incredible matchups individually and collectively for both of these teams on Sunday Night Football. Those are some Cowboys superlatives going into this game between the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. It's the Get Right from Reggie KG right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, Larry, it's a big weekend in Texas as Texas OU get down at the Cotton Bowl. Corey Moe, sports anchor of KVU in Austin, joins us next to preview Texas OU on the Get Right. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's the Get Right. We're Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, yep. Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app coming up here in just a moment via the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Corey Mose, sports anchor for KVU in Austin, going to be joining us to get us ready for Texas OU tomorrow at 11 a.m. at the Cotton Bowl, the first Saturday in the month of October. It is time for Texas Oh, you at Kevin Gray Sports at Red Jet until if you want to get at us on Twitter coming up here. Oh, in about 17 minutes, we'll get you ready for the ALDS between the good guys and the Baltimore Orioles. Right now, though, we do go to the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. You can find him on Twitter at Corey underscore Moe's sports anchor for KVU in Austin. He is Corey Moe's. Corey, what's going on? What's popping, y'all? Great to hear y'all's voices. Oh, my goodness. Man, (laughs) Man, it's good to hear from you. Uh, First of all, you're coming into town for this game, correct? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're actually covering some high school football. You know, Texas, you know, it's always a big deal on Friday night. So covering some high school football right now. But we're leaving from Austin about 3 a.m. 
uh, tomorrow, 3 or 4 a.m., and uh, traveling up there. Got some morning show hits and then game at 11. So crazy 24 hours. Man, it sounds like it's going to be great. Also, you saying high school just made me wonder, um, and because I have not kept up with my high school, how is Stony Point doing? Or how's it looking right now? It's okay, you know. Okay. I'm crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to be rude, you know, but they're not not looking too hot. They're not going to win the district, but you know, they'll, maybe make make playoffs. Okay. You know, that's the goal. All right, all right. Thanks for that update. Uh, <laughs> I like how he lets you down real gently. No, on that. Yeah, Corey's I like that. my guy. I, he I knows. like his style. That was good. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, like, yeah, you can't come on and hurt my feelings on my show. That's crazy. Um, I got to pay my respect, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, there's there's got to be a lot of respect in this game. Obviously, this 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 is a long-standing rivalry, and obviously last year was what it was. I don't anticipate this year being anything like last year. How are you viewing this game from a, like, 30,000-foot view coming in? Yeah, I, I, you're totally right. I mean, Oklahoma has a completely different team. I think they have about 40 or, or 35 new players on the roster from last year. Uh, of course, another year under Venable's system is always going to help. Uh, so I, I will say Oklahoma did get a lot better, but Texas did too. <laughs> and so, you know, you add Adonai Mitchell into this offense, another year under Sark's offense for Quinn Ewers, and you can see the way he's now learned the offense. Now he has a little bit more control. Uh, he can make audibles at the line now and, and change some plays to RPOs. I mean, it's, it's a real good thing to see how Quinn has developed in this offense. And so, yes, it won't be 49 to nothing, but I, I do think that Oklahoma got a little bit better, but not enough better uh, to still compete with Texas. Corey, we know who the stars are on this team between Quinn Ewers and Jonathan Brooks, Xavier Worthy, among others. But give me a Longhorn who could play as an X-Factor tomorrow that we aren't talking about that could have a large impact on the game against Oklahoma. Yeah, Adonai Mitchell. Uh, Adonai Mitchell is a transfer from Georgia. Uh, you, had, you saw his first game really break out last week against Kansas. He had 10 receptions, about 140 yards receiving. Um, and he went crazy. But the reason why is because a lot of defenses are scared of Xavier Worthy opposite him and so Xavier's going to be a first round talent in the NFL I feel like and so he can take the top off of defense and so a lot of defenses love to give that safety help over the top but that leaves Adonai one-on-one on the other side and that's exactly why Texas went out and got him right from Georgia they needed someone opposite Xavier so when you do try to double Xavier you're going to get paid for it you know and so Adonai was able to do that last week against Kansas and if Venables is going to do the whole blitz packages like he loves to do. Venables loves to leave guys out on the island on that corner position. They love man-to-man coverage. When you, when you have two guys like that on the outside with Adonai and Xavier Worthy, and then you add in Jatavian Sanders, who will play on Saturday. I know he had some injuries last week, but Coach did say he will play, and he looked great at practice this week. When you have all those guys in man coverage, it's going to be tough to beat Texas. And so I'm, I'm interested to see what Venables does, if he continues with the pressure or if he's going to lay back a little bit and not blitz, but then, like you said, it opens up a guy like Jonathan Brooks to run the ball. So it's really tough to, to try to defend this Texas offense because they have so many weapons. But to answer your question, Adonai Mitchell, to me, is a guy that should be talked about more often, especially when it comes to uh, the draft later in April. And Because, man, he, he, his catch radius is ridiculous. And, uh, man, he's just a great compliment to Xavier Worthy on the other side. Talking to Corey Mose of KVU Austin right here on 105.3 The Fan Getting Ready for the Red River Showdown. And one thing when it comes to the University of Texas, I can't remember the last time that the University of Texas put a lineman, got a lineman drafted. Like, it's one of the things mm. that people have talked about, the idea that they've been more finesse than they have been, you know, kind of substance 
And going even further, culturally, the idea that, you know, they read their press clippings and they're not nasty and they're tough. What does it look like this year? Because it does seem like there's a little bit more nastiness, both like when it comes to the trenches, their offensive, defensive lines, and then also culturally with this team. Man, they some dogs down low. That's the show. And that's something that Sark really did want to incorporate when he first got the job. I mean, he mentioned in his opening press conference that, you know, he wants big humans on this roster. And, boy, he has recruited some big humans. And now you're seeing it. Year three under him, uh, Coach Kyle Flood on the offensive line coach, I mean, he's been doing sensational when it comes to the run, the run scheme and just developing these guys. Uh, and one guy that comes to mind to me is a dude like Kelvin Banks at left tackle. Uh, I, I think he'll be the best left tackle coming out in the draft next year. Um, last year, as a true freshman, when they played Alabama, he stopped Will Anderson. Will Anderson had no sacks. I believe he had no pressures uh, against Kelvin Banks as a true freshman. And so that just kind of shows the talent that Texas has on the offensive line. And all five starters are returning from last year. And so, as y'all know, when you have that type of continuity on the offensive line, uh, it, it just plays dividends You know, when it comes to the running game and, and pass pro. And you see that this year. But then also on the other side of the ball, you got to do like Devon J. Sweat, who's been projected to be a first-rounder as well. Uh, and then you pair him with Byron Murphy inside at a defensive tackle position. And, man, that run defense is ridiculous. I mean, they're able to stop the A and B gaps like it's nothing. They lead the Big 12 Conference in rush defense. And they do that because they're so big. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It really is. And so, I, yes, you're right. The trenches have completely been rebuilt. And that's why you saw a game like Alabama – where they knew they had to run the ball late in that game. Alabama knew, you know, they had to get the first down on the ground, and Alabama still couldn't stop Texas. And that's something that you haven't seen in years past, where Texas really out physical an SEC team, and that's why they're ready to make that jump to the SEC next year and hopefully win this game on Saturday. Corey, what has obviously been the tone and the tenor of this week? We know that OU, Texas, Texas, OU, the leaves nothing uh, to chance in terms of the emotion of this rivalry. But from specifically from Steve Sarkeesian, what has been the message this week about what this game means for his club, knowing what their future could look like in the rest of the Big 12 this year? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Sark is going to be strictly business. I mean, that's they're not trying to make a big deal out of this game more than they need to. They're using the same model this week as they used against Alabama in Week 2. The model is starve your distractions, feed your focus. And to me, I think that's such a great model to have because there's a lot of distractions. We all know that with college game day being there, of course, the state fair and uh, the history of this rivalry. But they're trying not to get those distractions to, to lay over to the field. So they're trying to feed your focus. You know, know why you're there. Know why you're playing this game. And it's not just to win this game, but it's to win the Big 12 championship. And so to do that, you have to win these type of games, though. And so that's been the message so far this week. And they used that same motto against Alabama, and it worked out. So we'll see if it works out on Saturday. Now, Corey, we got a lot of Sooner fans listening under the sound of our voice right now as well. Mm-hmm. What, what, what has been the larger concern that's kind of been vo- vocalized and talked about when it comes to facing this Brent Venables Oklahoma team? Like, what, what are you seeing over there that you're concerned about for these Texas Longhorns? Yeah, I mean, if we're keeping it a buck, like <laughs> Dylan Gabriel is the best quarterback that Texas will see so far this season. I mean, you had JT Daniels against Rice in week one. There's a reason why he's been on four teams in four years. You know, Jalen Milrow, good quarterback, a lot of potential, but Texas knew it would be forcing to throw. They were going to be in trouble, uh, Alabama, that is. And then next two weeks you have a backup quarterback against Baylor, a backup quarterback against Wyoming, and then you thought Jalen Daniels was going to be the first quarterback test 
last week against Kansas. But then Lord knows what happened to him that morning when he woke up, had a back injury, and he didn't play. And so now Dylan Gabriel is up next, and he's the best quarterback that Texas will face. Uh, and the one thing that he's really good at, I feel like is one of the biggest weaknesses for Texas, and that's covering the deep ball. Uh, there's There's been a lot of different plays. There's a play against Baylor where they gave up a deep ball. Last week against Kansas, they gave up a touchdown on a deep ball. Uh, and I'm not saying that Texas's deep ball uh, secondary isn't good. It's just that they just have these moments, right, where the miscommunication's not there and there's a big play. Now, they, they sure things up, but it's just like seeing that, I'm sure Oklahoma notices that on film. And that's one thing that Oklahoma's really good at. And that's something Dylan Gabriel's really good at. I mean, there's a reason why he's leading the Big 12 in passing yards and passing touchdowns, because he can throw that deep ball very well. So that would be the one aspect I feel like to look out for. Can they hit on those deep balls often and consistently? And if they do, that's what's going to keep Oklahoma in this game. Now, Corey, before we let you go, and I guess I need to let people know because we have a prior relationship. And, of course, I, you know, I've watched where you are as you are a superstar in the making. You, you, you like to stay clean. You like to stay clean on these airwaves. What are we thinking for uh, Saturday? What, what, like, what colors are we thinking? What, what's the fit going to look like? Oh, yeah, you know, I got the fit picked out. Dog. You know, I'm like, I like the uh, first day of school, you know, when you lay down on your bed, you know, the night before. Yeah, so I got, I got this tan suit, you know, kind of plaited out, tan and white plaid, uh, going to get a white white shirt underneath, got the chain hanging, you know, got the hoop earrings and some uh, some Ray-Bans, you know, some brown Ray-Bans. So, you already know, I'm, I'm going to come clean on Saturday. I got to. Man, I appreciate you giving us a little of the time, giving us game on this game. Mm-hmm. And always, it's always stuff. good to hear from you, my man. Thank you, man. I'm just trying to trying to make sure that y'all get some good info. You know, that's my <laughs> job. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you hanging out with, with us, Corey. And, uh, enjoy the game this weekend. I'll try to, man. Great weather, too, by the way. Not yes, really hot. that's right. There he goes. <laughs> Corey Mose, sports anchor for KVU in Austin. Good enough to join us here on the Get Right. We're Reggie KG on 105 through the band. Terrific stuff from Corey there going into this weekend's game. Of course, Larry's going to play the choo-choo song. Larry hasn't participated. None in this show, but here he come. Larry, put, turn the mic on for a second. Turn the mic on. This, Larry over this, there looking this, like Augie yeah, Garrido. Yeah, turn the mic on for a second. This is the part where you participate. What are you looking for from your Texas Longhorns tomorrow against Brent Venables in Oklahoma? Just anything happens in the Big 12, and I just don't want that anything to happen tomorrow. Just because as confident as, as I am, you know, he's very right. This is a very different team. Carter was already trying to give me all the <laughs> analyticals on why it's going to be a really close game and whatnot or whatever. And at the end of the day, it's the Big 12, and you just never know. And with these two teams, especially on this neutral field, it's just it's wild. Rivalry game. Throw out all the records. That's right. What was the last time you felt this most confident in Texas to win a game against Oklahoma? Oh, we always start to feel real confident the first couple weeks of the season, and then it just comes crashing down. So, you know. <laughs> the Texas Oklahoma tomorrow at 11 a.m. at the Cotton Bowl. The winner will have the inside track in the Big 12. Yeah, and look, the winner is not going to have to concern themselves with nobody else the way the Kansas State out here looking Woo! disgusting, <laughs> embarrassing, jokers. It's the get right with Reggie KG right here on 105 3 The Fan. Coming up next. The Rangers take the field tomorrow in the American League Division Series where Jeff Passan of ESPN has the Rangers offense ranked versus this team in the playoffs. Next on the Get Right. 
What do the Rangers rank among these categories for this ESPN Insider as the Rangers get ready to take on the Baltimore Orioles? It's the Get Right with Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Larry D. Flores, all decked out in this Texas gear, ready for Texas OU tomorrow. It's a Texas baseball jersey, too. That's right. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, Larry came ready to play. Hopefully his Longhorns will do the same tomorrow against Oklahoma. Well, some people hope. I was, I was you got you, you, you talking real Texas like here. I was just speaking on behalf of the Texas fans. It's weird. You have not given any love to the Oklahoma Sooners. Well, I know. I like, well, I mean, it's, it's good business around here. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> hey, that's a lot. look, I know there's a lot of Oklahoma fans. Yes. Technically, we are in the state of Texas, but in this Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, yeah. you'd be surprised just how many Oklahoma Sooner fans there are. Yeah, there are plenty. And of course, you have to shout out Corey Majors, of course, Carter Freeman, uh, the three time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold, who is living his best life in Abu Dhabi right now. Uh, look, look, Oklahoma, Oklahoma fans, do they outnumber Texas fans on this station? Uh, let's see. We got Carter, Chris Arnold, Corey Majors. Those are the three I know most prominently. Am I missing? I might be mad. No, there's, you, there's more you know, Texas fans, but then also I don't know how many of them are like, in it for real, or they're like, like well, you know, Bobby, but he in it deep. Bobby's in it deep. Yeah, Bobby's Bo- in Bo- it deep. Bobby will give you all the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lucius. He, Texas. Lucia's pretty in it. Yeah. Peyton. Peyton. Oh, that's right. Peyton is Texas fan. Yeah. yeah. So we don't already pass the threshold yeah. without getting too deep. I don't yeah. know. How, Zach Wolchuk has been on this Texas thing this week and today. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know how deep in he <laughs> is on the Texas thing. I feel like that one is a little bit. And Kevin Hagelin, you know, it's all A&M for. You know, he, so he he hates Texas. So yeah. should we count him with Oklahoma? I think we should put him in the Oklahoma he's category. He's just like, right. anybody that Texas is playing <laughs> is my favorite team. That's right. That's right. Um, but huge, huge weekend, uh, obviously, with the State Fair as well uh, taking place the first Saturday in October, uh, a tradition unlike any other. Texas OU at the Cotton Bowl. Also, though, the good guys in action tomorrow. The American League Division Series right here on your home of the Texas Rangers, 105 through the fan. We'll see Andrew Heaney get the start for the good guys tomorrow. That means in game two, you will have Jordan Montgomery going on Sunday for the Texas Rangers. Where do the Rangers rank among some of these categories for from ESPN MLB Super Insider uh, Jeff Passan? Very interesting piece that he puts together here. Uh, MLB Playoffs 2023, where he ranks the AL and NLDS teams in several categories, including uh, the lineup with specifics in home run power, huh. productive contact. Uh, what else? Clutchness. Okay. Uh, among others, I'm very, so. in- I'm very intrigued by this, and it's it's just the ranking of the teams that are in these division series. That's right? correct. Okay, so we so we got eight total teams. So it's like, oh, you're ranked eighth. It's not like, yeah, top third of the league. It's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is this is just who's left. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Very good. Uh, so let's go here. Let's start with the lineups and home run power. Passing rights when a team out homers its right. opponent in the Come post. Come on. We what? don't even need to. The, the Braves are number one in home run power. <laughs> That's very much so. Uh, here's an interesting stat, though, behind that. When a team out homers its opponent in the postseason, it wins 86% of the time. So just keep that in mind. But, yes, Braves number one. Off the charts. Uh, Atlanta tied a major league record with 307 home runs this year. You, you know, what? You, do you know? That's right, Ruben. Appreciate That's that, right. Ruben. That's right. Do, do you know who they tied? When it came to um, that home run record? Probably somebody from the dead ball era. The Murderer's Row Yankees. There you go. 
<laughs> not the dead baller exactly, but you, you get the no. Point. That's that's modern era technically. That's, that's what I'm saying. Baseball, that's which is funny because it's a long like, time wasn't that ago. Like 30s or 27, 1927, yeah. almost a hundred years ago. It's been a long time. But um, yeah, like we're talking about uh, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, uh, Bob Musil, like those guys. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, by the way, those 307 home runs were 58 more than the next best team, the Dodgers, who of course uh, second on. Home run hidden in the rankings for passing? No. No. Who do you go with? The elite category begins with your Texas Rangers. Okay. The Texas Rangers, of course, led the American League with 233 home runs this year. Josh Young, Adolis Garcia, Jonah Heim, and of course now an uberly talented Evan Carter. Uh, This lineup is positively frightening with Jeff Passan looking at this Rangers home run hitting team which is good like obviously we, we've talked about it. the bats are going to take them where they ultimately are going to go like as far as they go is going to be dictated by how they are at the play and not just like obviously the swings but then also making sure that you're not swinging and missing right making sure that you're taking good approaches because uh, some of that home run power is sometimes negated by uh, being over aggressive on high heat you know fastball is high in the zone and so the one of the things that we saw in the wild card series, they were very good at laying off pitches that were out of the zone, making mm-hmm. sure that they waited for their pitch. Um, that's going to be even more important against this Baltimore uh, rotation that's very good. And I'm very interested actually in finding out where the Baltimore rotation uh, ranks when it comes to Jeff Passon's rankings with these teams that remain in the DS. Uh, for this particular category, the Baltimore Orioles come in seventh in terms of uh, home run power as, quote-unquote, below average for Jeff Paston. Doesn't necessarily have a right up there, but that's where he has uh, the Orioles. He has the Phillies in third. who hit. I didn't realize they hit 48 home runs in September, uh, third behind the Braves and the Rangers uh, for that month. So Philadelphia has been on fire with their offense. Productive contact. It's one thing to mash the ball. It's something entirely different to mash without striking out. The best measure of this is a simple formula. Slugging percentage divided by strikeout percentage. There is a familiar name at the top. Can you take a guess who's off the charts when it comes to productive contact? Wait, when you said this is as a team? As a team, yes. Productive contact. Who am I? All right, sorry. I just went blank because I was also responding to a text. Mm-hmm. Just give me the answer. I'm, yeah, don't overthink it. You, you can get my, the answer fairly quickly. Is it the Atlanta Braves? It's the Atlanta Braves. Okay, very good. The Atlanta Braves slugging percentage of 501 is the highest in Major League Baseball history. That's right. They can hit a ton. That's better than the 27 Yankees that you mentioned, mm-hmm. the 53 Dodgers, the 1976 uh, Big Red Machine with the Cincinnati Reds, <laughs> the 1997 <laughs> Seattle Mariners, and every other historically great uh, offense ever. Compound that with a strike rate of 20.6% this season. Oh, by the way, that's the fifth lowest in Major League Baseball wow. this year. Wow. So they hit the ball a ton, and they don't strike out. Well, they hit the ball a ton. They hit the ball hard. Yes. And they don't strike and out. And they don't okay. strike out. So. Yeah. Um, good thing that they're on that side of the bracket, right? Oh, boy. Yeah. Glad I don't have to see the Braves until possibly the World Series. Uh, elites in this category are the Astros. Astros. And the Dodgers. Uh, good. 
are the Rangers and the Diamondbacks in this particular case. Okay, so that means that the Orioles do not fall within that range. Like, So you're, you're not expecting them to be like the, the high-level uh, productive hit hitting. Okay, yeah. fantastic. And productive contact, below average. Okay, uh, so let's just take a let's pause for a second. Mm-hmm. How, how are you feeling when it comes to these things, knowing these things about this matchup? How are you feeling? Uh, for a team that won 100 games, apparently they suck. Oh, okay, we might be doing a no, little I'm bit much, joking. but okay, I'm, fantastic. I'm, at least so far, now this is the greatest in terms of home run power. Uh, and, of course, in productive contact. Let's take it to clutchness. Now, this is where things might get a little wonky. Okay. Uh, Passing rights. This is merely a look at which teams have thrived in the most difficult situations. Oh, high leverage, late game situations? Uh, High leverage spots from the seventh inning and beyond. I will go ahead and guess number eight for your Texas Rangers right now. Like, this has just not been a very good team. (laughs) Bingo. In those situations. Oh, my goodness. Now, like I said, this is where things get a little wonky. You got it right. Below average are the Texas Rangers at number eight. Uh, guess who was number one in this particular category? Oh, is this where yeah, the, the Baltimore Orioles make their appearance? Yep. And, number one. Oh, man. Uh, as the elite team in this particular category. Additionally, because the sample of such situations isn't enormous, uh, from 256 plate appearances uh, for Baltimore to 458 for Minnesota, they've included a second element, which is weighted on base average with runners in scoring position. So, with that being said, the Orioles have the second best weighted on base average with runners in scoring position in high leverage situations and the best weighted on base average with runners in scoring position um, as well. So, yeah, they're really good in high leverage situations with runners on base. Which is an unfortunate uh, dichotomy compared to your Rangers that have been a little bit suspect with runners in scoring position, at least of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 303 slugging percentage the Texas Rangers have in such situations and 287 plate appearances is rather grimy. Yeah. Not good. Okay. In that. All right. So you're, you're not helping my feelings when it comes to, we were, we were doing so we're well. We're cooking at first. All right. Not, not necessarily uh, right now. Tell me some more. Tell me some more about these rankings of the teams that remain in mm-hmm. the DS in this postseason for MLB. It's coming from Jeff Passett of ESPN. Now, and this is where things get a little bit better for you. Okay. Uh, two strike aptitude. Now, hitting with two strikes is incredibly difficult. And considering how good the remaining teams are compared to their peers, perhaps this is a category worth paying attention to more in the coming years. Well, I know at the very least, Corey Seager's great at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm intrigued. Where, where are the Rangers fall within this? So, passing in this category has five elite teams. Oh, so like everybody good at this. Uh, but guess who's number one? The Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, the Atlanta Braves. We should just skip that part. We know that. They're really good at all of these things, it appears. But guess who's number two? Is it the Texas Rangers? It would be your Texas Rangers coming in at number two. And the person who I think of most in this particular category... How about the 21-year-old Evan Carter? Evan Carter, this team has done a really good job of identifying pitches and laying off bad ones. Mm-hmm. What's uh, Evan Carter's nickname? Well, well, I don't know at this point because I've, I've heard a few ones. Full count. That's what count. they called him in the minors. And, of course, true. that means with two strikes. Sorry, I, I let Mike Bassing influence me so much. I was like, the franchise? What are we talking about? <laughs> that's a good one, too. Yeah. He's starting to become that. But that's the kind of the epitome of what this team has been able to do. That two-strike approach, Evan Carter has been fantastic yeah. You know, with that so far in his short time in the big league. So the Baltimore Orioles come in at number six is good okay. in this category. So All right. And look, man, putting them away is going to be very important for this team. Mm-hmm. The Rangers are going to need to make sure they put them away, especially when we talk about, you mentioned the idea of late, you know, late game, high leverage, you know, you know, 
a play. Mm-hmm. The Orioles are good at that. And we know that, that when it comes to this Rangers team, you do not want to leave this to close, high-leverage situations because you don't want to have that level of pressure on your bullpen. Mm-hmm. We already know these things. And so uh, it's one of the reasons why I believe from MLB.com, they were they have a listing of who are the every, every team's secret weapon okay. in the division series. I, I would like you to guess which Rangers reliever is their secret weapon for this series? Ooh, uh, let's go with... After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Martin Perez. It's not Martin Perez. I think you went just a little bit too subversive. Okay. It's Josh Bores. Oh, okay, yeah. And jo- and Jared Sanders talked about him quite a bit as part of being an X-factor and a weapon for this team uh, out of the bullpen. So that does that does track and make a lot of sense. When there. he's on, he's on, right? Yeah. I've posted a 108 ERA in April, .55 in June. And obviously he's had some months where it's gone mm-hmm. where it's gone high. Like he's he's consistency's been a little bit of an issue, but when he is on, he does it at a very high level. And so he's gonna be then I I think he's gonna need to be one of those big time guys out of the bullpen for you, especially if you end up in situations where it's, you know, it might be close, relatively late in games against the Orioles, because we know that they're capable of doing stuff in those situations. Last one here to kind of give you a better idea of where these teams rank in the postseason, and this is one where we are looking at pitching and defense. Specifically, we'll look at the pitching in this one uh, when it comes to the rotation of the big three for these teams in the playoffs. Now, who do you believe Jeff Passan has as elite in this category? For pitching? Yes, for their uh, the big three in terms of the starting rotations for these teams in the postseason. Let me actually look at who's in this because I keep... All right. Um, Let's see. Are Is Philly in here? Uh, they would come in at number three. Three. And of course, they boast the top line of uh, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola mm-hmm. as their top two guys as well. Um, I know Atlanta has a lot of injuries when it comes to their pitching. I know it's just basically just Spencer Strider up top. This is um, where Atlanta- is this where Houston shows up because of uh, Verlander and yep. Val Framber? Yep, they come in at number one. Framber Valdez, Justin Verlander. Uh, last October, remember Framber Valdez and Christian Javier. Went and combined five and zero with a one point one nine ERA in thirty seven and two thirds innings last year. Are the Twins up here with Sonny Gray and such? They are. They come in at number two. Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray, of course, bewitched the Toronto Blue Jays lineup in their wild card series. Yeah, I was like, Baltimore has some young cats. I wonder where does the likes of you know 
Bradish and um, what's my other guy's name? Rodriguez, Grayson Rodriguez. Where do those guys kind of fall in with the Baltimore Orioles? They fall in the good category, and guess who are four and five in this particular Oh, it's category. the Rangers as well? It's the four and five Orioles and Rangers. You mentioned Kyle Bradish will get to start in game one. Grayson Rodriguez will get to start in game two. The Rangers are going to counter with Andrew Heaney in game number one and Jordan Montgomery in game number two, which I think sets up then, obviously, Nathan Evaldi for game three at Globe Life Field on Tuesday. Which I'm sure it will be, it's got to be rocking. In fact, like, it has to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of rocking, have you seen the Phillies and their atmosphere and what they've got going on in these playoffs? Look, man, Philly fans can be Woo! awful people a lot of times, but they are never going to lack for energy oh, and investment. Man. Citizens Bank Ballpark has been on fire so far for them in these playoffs. But that gives you a little bit of an idea of where these teams stack going into the postseason coming from ESPN's super MLB insider, uh, Jeff Pass. I thought that was an interesting way of kind of looking at some of these teams in this postseason and what that could mean for the Rangers when they take on the Baltimore Orioles starting tomorrow. If nothing else, the Braves are really damn good. <laughs> That's, I think we knew that, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to reiterate. Yep. Yep, yep, you sure do. First pitch tomorrow at high noon in Baltimore. Andrew Heaney uh, will take the mound for the good guys as they look to begin this division series with a bang against the Baltimore Orioles. Kyle Bradish starting for Baltimore tomorrow. Pre-game beginning at 11.30 with my guy, your guy, our favorite guy, Texas Rangers insider, play-by-play man, Jared Sam. Take me to a break so I don't say bad things about the Wildcats right now. Okay. Uh, coming up next here on the Get Right, Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan. Oh, they are getting the ass whooped, aren't they? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Uh, NFL Week Five bold predictions. I don't like the way you said that. I'm just saying. Uh, we do that next on 105 through the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 